So, hi everybody. We just wanted to apologize. We took last week off. We took a little holiday, start the New Year's. And no, nobody, hopefully, out there thought 2021 was going to be drastically different because we can already see it's a shit show. Actually, I saw this hilarious uh, meme already and it was, it had like the guy from Joker Mm -hmm. um, and he was showing around Pennywise and it said at the top and it's like 2020 showing 2021 the new works oh my gosh it was like awesome oh boy Pennywise is 2021 (laughs) great um okay so yeah that sorry for missing last week but I promise everybody we have some great stuff in store and it's going to be an awesome year um, the first thing I want to bring up is we are going to be starting our little book club on the 17th of this month. I will put up the ISBN on Facebook and Instagram if you guys want to buy the same copy. And we will be starting that. We're going to read the first two chapters. It's only 20 pages um, that first week and talk about it. So I will put up that information if you guys want to join. Woo woo. Yeah, guys, come come join us in our uh, adventure down, uh, you know, the lovely serial killer world. We've got a few listener stories. And Aubrey, if you just want to yes, log please. in and go to listener stories, we can do that that way. Yeah. Sounds perfect. Okay. Yeah, we've got four. Four stories here. One of them's actually our Reddit listener, which is cool. Actually, it's two of them, awesome. I think, are. So, um, this is our fun little gift to you. Yeah, and hopefully you guys are. enjoy these stories. Guys, we would love to hear other stories. If you guys got personal stories that you want to share, feel free. Like, And we don't judge. You want to throw an alien story out here? Go for it. Um, Let's do it. I would love to hear some alien stories. Yeah, see? Alien, crime. I'm totally down for the paranormal, too. So if you have shit like that, love to hear that as well. So I'll start off this one. Um, First one, it says, my name is Darren, and I'm a survivor of gun violence. I was 13. My brother was 15 years old, and me and him got into a huge argument. He was having a bad day at school. I told him that it wasn't a big deal. One thing led to another and somehow he got my dad's gun out of his gun safe and brought it out to the living room, pointing it at me if he wanted me to tell him that it was a big deal again. Like to be like, hey, is this a big deal? You know, you're going to tell me it's a big deal now. Yeah, I told him to put the gun away and stop playing around. He instead shot me in the arm. I really didn't think he meant to hit me. I think he was just trying to scare me. I'm not even sure if he knew that it was loaded or not. He called 911 right away and the paramedics came to the scene. Before the paramedics came, he said how much of an awful person he was and he can't do anything right and no one would care that he died. I was really upset from him shooting me and in pain. I remember 
calling him a fucking idiot and that no one would miss him. I remember him putting his gun to his own head and threatening to kill himself. I told him no one would care and just do it to see how it feels. Well, he did. He shot himself right in front of me. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. I live with this every day knowing that I was the cause of my own brother's death. And now I have strong feelings about having guns in the house, especially with teens in the home. Oh my gosh. I forgot you haven't read any of these yet. There is. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That. Um, wow. That's yeah. an intense story. I know. I know. I mean, well, and you got to think like at that time too. Yeah. If someone shot me, I'd be calling, probably been calling them an idiot too. And, you know. I certainly wouldn't be pleased with someone if they just shot me either. I know. Um, and by the way, I just want to reach out, Darren. That is not at all your fault. Don't think that anything you said or could have done could have changed his mind at that moment there. No, there was there was something else going on. Yeah. Um, that is very intense, though, and... Thank you for sharing that story. That is very, very intense. And I can't believe like you were only 13 at that time. Yeah, that's, man, that's wow. a very interesting thing to uh... Do you want to read the second one? Yeah. Okay. So this Sad one Witch. is from Sadwitch on Reddit. And it says, not as scary as some other things, obviously, since I'm writing this comment but when I was 18, after living in my own place for about four months, my next door neighbor pried my garage door open and came into my bedroom in the middle of the night. That's still I terrifying. And he was sitting on my bed. Oh my gosh. Watching me sleep. I think I would have a panic attack and freak out. Like, yeah, I managed to fight him out of my house by pushing him down the stairs. Okay. At 18 years old, I was not like... I didn't have the balls to push intruders down the stairs. So power to you. I called the police, but he was gone before they got there. Turns out he had a long history of sexual assault and domestic abuse. Yeah. They found him later and his excuse was, I thought it was my house. My garage has a second story. He had to climb to get to my room. His house has no garage and only one floor. He ran off to Colorado and I guess then got into an accident and broke his pelvis. Karma's well, a bitch. that one may have been karma there. He probably deserved that. Okay. And it says, honestly, even though it's nowhere as bad as it could have been, it made me very cautious. Well, yeah, I pay attention to people I think are acting weird and I have mild PTSD from it. Mm. At night, the smallest noise or weird sound will wake me up from dead sleep. I think the biggest thing it has taught me was you're not even safe in your own house and you've got to be aware of what's going on around you. Had I taken half a second longer to process what was going on, the whole thing may have turned out very differently. Seriously, okay, or so if she didn't you know wake up this, to him? This story reminds me of one of my big fears for some reason. My big fears is like, have you, I don't know if you've ever heard of this happening, but people will have like homeless people move into their attics. And oh, I've there. heard of that. 
And actually, like that is like one of my. And they'll be like living there, and they'll like notice like food or something is gone, but don't know like mm-hmm. who is taking it or something. Yeah, and it's just like that is for some reason one of my huge fears. I don't know why, but it's terrifying like, to think that someone else is living in your home and you don't even know it. Yeah. Okay. So this one's from JJ. It said, um, this one night, I knew it wasn't fireworks. I heard, but I held out hope that no one was hurt. About 20 minutes after the fires were shot, we were all about to fall asleep when we heard another one. It was so much louder. Remy got up, I'm not sure who Remy is, and looked out the window and said, we should just go downstairs. She unlocked the front door and walked into the to the porch i followed cold air blew through the window screens just down the street a woman spoke on the phone her voice was very shaky but purposely said she said he's been shot a wail of sirens pierced through the night and within two minutes an ambulance and multiple police cruisers pulled up remy and i went back inside to want to gawk to Back in bed, we watched blue and red lights dance across the ceiling. The next morning, Remy told me that our neighbor died just after getting rushed to the hospital. It's been a month since the shooting, and I still haven't comprehended the fact that someone murdered him. I had seen him walking to and from his car, but I never met him. Remy also said that the first boom was indeed a gunshot. Another shooting happened just a few blocks away. Thankfully, that victim survived with relatively minor injuries to his upper arm. Multiple police cruisers were still parked outside our neighbor's house. Yellow crying seat tape cornered off the area where the man was shot. Holy crap. Yeah. Oh, that's, um, now I have to ask, are you like contemplating moving? Do you know the motive of this murder? I don't know. I know, right? I like, know if I could live in a neighborhood, like. There's other people that get murdered and they're actually in pretty safe neighborhoods, quote unquote safe, you know. But I mean, although if their Walmart's getting shot up and stabbed, then maybe they should move. Like mine. Okay, that's terrifying. You have a lot of crime happening near you. I know. Welcome to Utah. We don't wear masks and we shoot up people and we have cowboy gangsters. You're going to hell in a handbasket. (laughs) Okay. I think this might be the last one. It is. Yeah. So this is from Amy that says, guys, I know you're biased against the name Frank, and I wanted to tell this story. Well, you're supposed to. It's okay if you can prove us wrong. You're supposed to tell us about good Franks. So it's okay. We talked about this. We we said, hey, yo, guys, if you can prove to me that there is one, we would like to know. So hopefully this will. Thank you for proving us wrong. Hopefully. Hopefully. I was going to say, I haven't read this. We haven't read this story. Okay. So. I was a very confused and angry teenager. I was afraid, alone, and ashamed. 
I had been suffering abuse at the hands of my father since I was six years old. Ugh. I was terrified of my father. He had complete control over me. He had verbally, physically, emotionally, and sexually abused me on a regular basis. Oh, honey, I am so sorry. I have yet to figure out as a parent myself how a parent can do that. The thing is, is we will never understand those type of people. No. He convinced me that it was my fault and that I deserve this treatment. I was silent about the abuse, believing what my father had said. No one would believe a child over an adult. I felt that no one would understand or believe an upset teenaged girl story of ongoing sexual and physical abuse. Confiding in my dear friend Lisa was the first step on my journey to the life I have today. Lisa convinced me that going to the police was the right thing to do. It was the only way to end the abuse to stop my father from hurting others. Hand in hand, we walked into the police station filled with terror and shame. I waited to tell my story. Good call, Lisa. Hope you still talk to Lisa. Sounds like a good influence. This is the moment when my life changed forever. This is when my hero, Frank, walked into my world and saved my life. Frank was a police officer who at first glance made me feel safe and understood. Above all else, he believed me. He was comforting and waited for me to be ready to open up with my story. After that night, Frank went above and beyond the call of duty. He tracked down other victims of my father's hateful actions and collected victim impact statements to be used in court. Because of Frank's persistence and dedication, my father was declared as a dangerous offender. Ooh, I wonder what all comes along with, like, what comes with being declared a dangerous offender? Is that kind of like a sex offender where you have to be, like, registered and, like, you can't live within schools and stuff? Maybe. I wonder. I don't know. We might have to look that up. Or, um, Amy, if you're, you know, listening to this, if you want to write us back and let us know, we'd love to know what the details of that are, if you know. Coming forward was a very emotional and stressful time in my life. I did second guess myself and out of fear changed my mind. Yet in the end, Frank was my voice of reason. He was always supportive, understanding, and never judging, which was one of my biggest fears of coming forward. It has not all been smooth sailing. There have been many ups and downs. I have battled my demons with suicide attempts, depression, and anxiety problems. Through it all, Frank has been my guiding light, letting me know there is hope. Now, I have a wonderful husband, beautiful daughter, and an amazing son, all because of one police officer went out of his way to help a scared, ashamed young girl who thought no one would believe her. Recovering from such a long traumatic childhood of abuse has been very difficult. I have a great support team, though, led by my angel, my hero, Frank. Without the loving support of Frank, my husband, Trevor, I would not be here where I am today, alive and happy. Oh, my God. Well, that is amazing, though. Like, see, that's a much better Frank. Yes. Yes. I just have, uh, you know, obviously, it's just like the Internet. The Internet obviously had a bad experience with a ton of Karens and they became a Karen <laughs> um, as the face of evil. And of, but I know that there's some good Karens out there. Just like I knew that there had to be, you know, some good Franks out there. So I'm glad to hear that. And also, I don't know if we pressed on this or not already. As far as police officers go, guys, we love our police officers. Yes, we are pro Black Lives Matter, but we also do know that there are some good cops out there just like that and it is nice to hear stories about that because there's a lot of bad cops out there too but there are good cops so it is nice to hear a story not only of a good frank but a good officer yeah 
for sure. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for sharing your stories. And if you want to share your stories again, feel free more. You know, we'd be, we'd love to hear them all. Um, and thank you guys. And I hope you guys had a happy new year, even though after it has kind of been a crazy shit show. But uh, anyway, guys, keep fucking going.